0: Hello, all of you word nerds. Thank you for turning on this podcast and checking it out. The first word is Bronx Cheer, capital B-R-O-N-X, second word C-H-E-E-R. This is a noun from 1924, and we have the number two definition for the word raspberry. Uh, this is from uh, the, the borough in New York City called the Bronx, Um, And if you don't know what a raspberry is in this context, it's when you stick your tongue out and go... There you go. Uh, Now we have bronze, B-R-O-N-Z-E, first form, verb, from 1645, and I think it's just transitive. To give the appearance of bronze to, as in a bronzed sculpture. Also, we have the number two definition for the word tan. Tan and bronzer is a noun now we have the second form of bronze it is a noun from 1739 1a an alloy of copper and tin and sometimes other elements 1b any of various copper base alloys with little or no tin two a sculpture or artifact of bronze three a moderate yellowish brown four a bronze metal awarded as the third prize in a competition. Bronzy is an adjective. Next is Bronze Age. Two words, the B and the A are capitalized. Noun from 1860. The period of ancient human culture characterized by the use of bronze that began between 4000 and 3000 BC and ended with the advent of the Iron Age. So it began between... Uh, five and 6,000 years ago. Uh, no comment on that. Uh, some of you can probably figure out where my brain is going on that one. Moving on to Bronze Star. Two words, capital B, capital S. Noun from 1944. A U.S. military decoration awarded for valor or for meritorious service not involving aerial flights. Called also Bronze Star Medal. Now we have bronzing, noun from 1848, a bronze coloring or discoloration as of leaves. Next is brooch, B-R-O-O-C-H. It looks like it should be pronounced brooch, but it's not. Um, Although, it does actually look like some people pronounce it brooch or something like that. Uh, So I guess that's fine. Noun from the 13th century, an ornament that is held by a pin or clasp and is worn at or near the neck. And let's see, this is from Middle English, brooch, which is a pointed tool or brooch. And there's more at the word brooch with a, uh, an O-A. Uh, my grandma used to wear brooches all the time. I think she even had a cool one. It was of like a, um, a, a spider or something. Did she have, am I remembering that correctly? I don't know. I think maybe my mom and my sister have some of these brooches still. Uh, They were always, you know, decked out with jewels or something. Um, All right. Next we have brood, B-R-O-O-D, first form, noun from before the 12th century. One, the young of an animal or a family of young. Especially the young, as of a bird or insect, hatched or cared for at one time. Two, a group having a common nature or origin. Three, the children of a family. This is from Old English brood, akin to the Middle High German broat, which means brood, and perhaps to Old English biorma, which means yeast. And there's more at the word barm, B-A-R-M. Now we have the second form of brood, adjective from the 15th century, Kept for breeding, as in, a brood flock. Third form of brood, it is a verb from the 15th century, starting with transitive, 1A, to sit on or incubate. And then an example of what would be incubated is eggs. 1B, to produce by or as if by incubation. Synonym is hatch. At the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago, they have had for many, many years. They've had this exhibit of uh, eggs in a, in a, I guess it would be called an incubator or a brooder or something. Uh, you know, a very warm area, and you could watch the eggs hatch, and then you, you could see the little chicks come out of the eggs, and it was uh, fascinating to watch. And now that I think about it, I don't really know what happened to those chickens, and I don't really want to think about that. So, moving on to number two, this is talking about a bird. To cover the young with the wings. Um, And that would, you know, be to keep them warm and safe and stuff. Uh, Number three. To think anxiously or gloomily about. Synonym is ponder. I'm brooding over this thing. Uh, Now we have intransitive definitions 1A. It's talking about a bird. To brood eggs or young. Uh, 1B. To sit quietly and thoughtfully. Synonym is meditate. I like to do that. I don't do it as often as I should, but I think more people should do that. And you don't have to, I'm sure I've mentioned this, you don't have to specifically meditate. Just, you know, sitting quietly and thinking even for five minutes. It's very helpful. Uh, Number two, synonyms are hover and loom. 3A, to dwell gloomily on a subject. 3B, to be in a state of depression. Broodingly is an adverb. I wonder how the word brood in terms of, uh, you know, taking care of your young or being, you know, the the young of the family, how that turned into this whole thing about thinking about a subject, especially gloomily or being depressed. How did that happen? Uh, Maybe I'll look that up. Maybe I won't. We'll see. Uh, Next, we have brooder, noun from 1599. One, one that broods. That would be one who is thinking quietly, thoughtfully, or gloomily about something. Uh, or the one who is brooding the the, the chicks or the young. Uh, number two, a heated structure used for raising young fowl. Like that thing I mentioned at the museum. Next, we have broodmare. I think that's how it's pronounced. Brood, and then M-A-R-E. It is one word, noun, from 1792. A mare, that's a horse. Kept for breeding. Next, we have broody, adjective from 1523. One, being in a state of readiness to brood eggs that is characterized by cessation of laying and by marked changes in behavior and physiology, as in a broody hen. Two, given or conducive to introspection. Synonyms are contemplative or you could also say contemplative, or moody. Broodiness is a noun. Next, we have brook. Uh, first form, noun from before the 12th century, and we have the number two definition for the word creek. Uh, this is from some, some languages, specifically Old High German, "bruo," which means marshy ground. Second form of brook, it is a verb from the 15th century, and it means to stand for. Uh, synonym is tolerate. As in, he would brook no interference with his plans. He would brook no interference with his plans. I mean, the dictionary says it, so it must be true. Um, never heard this one before. This is from Middle English, bruchen, which means to use or enjoy. Uh, let's see, from Old English, "brukan," akin to the Old High German, "bruhan." Which means to use from Latin uh, frui, F R U I. Not sure how that one got connected, but that one also means to enjoy, so that's how that is connected, I guess. Next we have brookie, brook with an I E, noun from 1933, and we have the synonym brook trout. Next is brookite, it is a noun from 1825, titanium dioxide. TiO2, occurring as a mineral in orthohombic crystals, commonly translucent brown or opaque brown to black. All right. that Maybe we should find a picture of this one, brookite. This is from Henry J. Brook, who was an English mineralogist and died in 1857. Next, we have brooklet, noun from 1807, a small brook. And finally, we have Brooklynese, capital B R O O K L Y N E S E. It's like, uh, well, I'll just tell you, it's from the borough of New York City called Brooklyn, and this is a noun from 1939, the vernacular speech of Greater New York City and environs. You know, like that, just the area of that, that area. Brooklynese, they talk Brooklynese. Any of you people from Brooklyn? Uh, write me an email or a message of some kind in your best Brooklynese. So we had Bronx cheer, bronze, bronze age, bronze star, bronzing, brooch, brood, uh, brooder, broodmare, broody, brook, brookie, brookite, brooklet, and brooklynese. I am going to pick Bronx cheer as the word of the episode because it's very much fun to do one of those raspberries. Uh... This is a podcast, and I am grateful that you are listening to it. Please share it, let other people know about it, subscribe to it, because once we hit a 1,000 episodes, you won't be able to get the old ones. And uh, what else? Rate and review. Oh, I actually do have a new review. I think the last time I said that, I uh, was mistaking it for one of my other podcasts, but I do actually have one, and now I am literally scrolling through my email again to find it um here we go it is from oh it is from carrie weeder who you heard recently and she uh it's just called word to your mother and that's the title of the rating the review whatever and it says word nerds unite this is the podcast for you so if you know any word nerds out there uh please go let them know about this Thank you to Carrie for being a guest. She's also on an exclusive episode. So if you want to become a a patron, you can hear some exclusives over there. That's all I got to say. I just appreciate all of you. I hope you're doing well hanging in there during this time of life that we are all very much enjoying, right? Do what you can to make yourself happy and uh, not doing the opposite to other people. Try and make other people happy, too. Do my words make any sense? I don't think so. Do I care? No, I do not. I'm just gonna keep on going. That's all I gotta say. This has been Spencer, dispensing information. Goodbye.